Alright guys, so the latest chapter for One Piece recently dropped and there is a lot to discuss. Not only with what is going on regarding to with Vegapunk and with the truth about Kuma, but also with about a certain number of CP0 that we have to discuss about. This and much more in this episode of this chapter for One Piece today. Hello guys, this is Jay from the Nerdfix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. This episode, we're going to be talking about the latest chapter for One Piece titled The Weight of Memory. So for those who are fans of One Piece, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. And for those who have not read the latest chapter, I suggest waiting until it is officially released tomorrow on January 23rd. But for those who had early access to the chapter, let's continue on ahead. So starting off with the chapter, it begins with a cover page from Drama 66, Ah, An Emotionless Exertion, Volume 28, Mass Produce Weapons of Slaughter, with Mads beginning, begins an experiment. It's hard to say of what the experiment is, but it also shows a Caesar clown holding a specific type of devil fruit. It's unknown of what the devil fruit is specifically, but it doesn't appear to be the Gagasu Gasu because it, it, it does have the Gagasu Gasu in his possession already, but I'm curious to see of what the Delphur is, but I hope this will be discussed probably sometime in the next volume, but other than that, let's continue with the chapter. The chapter begins with Jewelry Bonnie changing into a child and begins to cry that is something that she broke something. Dr. Vegapunk then goes over to her asking if she's okay and calls for medical attention, but as she does, little does he know that this is actually a trap. When he gets close enough, she changes into her appearance into a muscular form using distorted future and tries to attack Vegapunk with a pipe. She then she misses and he pleads for her for her to spare him and tries to call, use an attack called Age Screwer and hits Vegapunk. With this, he his age turn it literally knocks him out in various shapes and reserves him back into the form of an infant and diamonds are scattered everywhere. She picks she picks up the now defense, the now helpless Vegapunk, who is now in the shape, who is now in the form of an infant, and tries to explain the powers and doesn't affect living things permanently. Even though he is terrified of why he's in, in the form of an infant to begin with, and she wants him to tell her exactly why he took her father's personality from him, and he tells her that he is unable to tell her. The reason that if he told her the truth, that it would only hurt her. It also states that he promised Kuma to keep it a secret, no matter at any cost. And Kuma states, and as the result, speaking of Kuma, he himself starts to climb the red line, and his hands get blown off. But at the result, he continues to fight off the Marines as he continues his trek, climbing up the red line. We then pan back over to Bonnie, refusing to believe anything that Vegapunk is trying to tell her, and says with him saying that he voluntarily gave up his humanity, but she but she has a hard time believing that and refuses to say anything more about this about the secret to begin with. And then she goes over to a door that has a bear air paw print on it and deduces the Z connected to Kuma. However, she uses 
her powers to age the door down and finds a huge paw-shaped bubble. And there, this causes Vegapunk to flash back to the past, where we see Kuma many years back talking to Vegapunk. I told him the story about a scientist from the West Blue hypothesizing a person weigh. A person weighs 21 grams less after dying. And the way and the lost weight is the person's soul. He finds the story fascinating and wonders if memories like the if things like memories and imagination have a massive volume too, and wants to use the the powers of Kuma's Niki Niki powers to prove that it allows him to take intangible concepts and give him physical form to transfer them to others. He then submits Kuma then tells Vegapunk he wants Kuma's memories and he refused and that but he ultimately gives in. Back into the present, Vegapunk begs tells Bonnie not to touch the bubble and that it will cost nothing but pain strong enough to kill a person. However, Bonnie tells Vegapunk she's very familiar with her father's powers and what is in front of her is his memories. Then we pan back over to the Lapo face. Nami is free completely freaking out when Luchi is able to evade the faculty. Usopp, on the other hand, tells her that as long as Zoro and Brooke are guarding Fast Sunny, everything will be fine as long as the battle is two fight is two against three. Though Shaka points that Seraphim have joined, and now the and now it's raised to two against seven, which basically leaves them at a disadvantage. So basically, their hopes are kind of up at this point. And he tells the Straw Hats the Seraphim have limited capacity and their decisions on their own, and with. And this is the reason why backing up CP0 and Lava Face, despite not being ordered by them, and their chances of them being able to win would be basically low. And and this possesses a positive thing for them, and with the Vegapunk satellites can be issued to command them, and they can regain their control at a higher is higher than both CP0 and Santamaru. Edison and Lilith try to head off to regain control. With Sanji and Frankie taking the back, are going, are taking them back, back up to them as well. Then we pan onto the Thousand Sunny with Zoro and Brook, witnessing Sakaku in his awakened state, which is basically almost the same as, as Lucy's, but it's also pretty amazing too. Though even within that state as well, Zoro is still able to handle it as well, while Brooke is, watches the ship as well. Kaku attacks Zoro with a move called Kyoko Bigan or, Kire, or Kirimanjaro and, spilled, and using a spiraling his neck around firing his nose. However, he blocks the attack and deflects his head, which shows that even with being in the awakened form, Zoro still had basically the upper hand. Luigi orders the Sephirim to destroy Lava Face before Vegapunk arrives. But then, before they were even about to, something drastic happens, and this was something that I kind of had a feeling that there was something up with, with Stussy, as from what I mentioned before in the last episode of the Nerfix, it was something that I've always thought there was something up with her, and this was something really fascinating. Stussy appears and bites Kaku on the neck, putting him to sleep. Lucy looks over and is confused by what Stussy has done, 
and she tells him he put Kaku to sleep as bat wings begin to sprout from her back and turns to Lucy saying that he, it's about time he put she puts him to sleep as well and it is revealed she is actually a clone of Miss Buckingham Stucy um, who was a member of the Rocks Pirates and the very first successful clone of Mads, which is where the chapter ends. Oh wow, this is amazing that they left this at an awesome cliffhanger. I'm really curious to see of what's going to happen now. Basically, a member of CP0 basically turned against them. Now I'm curious to see of what Rob Lucci is going to do. Now he's basically by himself. Kaku is down, and now Stussy is about to go after him. And I'm curious to see if he's going to team up again with the Straw Hats to take down Stussy, or what, how things are going to go down now that he's basically the only one standing. I'm curious to see what's going to happen in 1073, because things are really starting to get interesting. So what were your thoughts on the latest chapter for One Piece? Did you like the chapter? Did you not like the chapter? Well, let me know in a questionnaire that I'll be posting on Spotify at the end of the episode of after this recording. Because honestly, I thought that this was really awesome and I really liked that it left it on a cliffhanger. And I'm really curious to see and knowing a little bit more about Buckingham's Juicy, who, who was a member of the Rocks Pirates, and knowing a little bit more about her history and also a bit more about the cloning that they did, that Mads has done in the past, and still wondering if it's a possibility if they're actually still doing some cloning behind the scenes, and if it's actually still possible that they're still doing it at, to this day as we speak. This and much more, and I'm really curious to see if they're actually going to reveal a little bit more about this in chapter 1073, because this is actually going to be something I really would love to know more about but this i think will be for another time but for those who have stuck around towards the entirety of the episode thank you so much for listening and to end the episode as always whether or not you believe in the term that or not keep loving what makes you you and stay awesome thank you so much for stopping by and i will see you next time for a brand episode later <laughs>